All right, cool. Uh, I got uh, that was the last bite of pop tarts. I don't care. You can eat all you want. <laughs> like I said, dude. If you if you watch it, we are not structured at all. We drink while we do it. Like we're yep. fine. Let me just wash it down real quick. Yep. Get it. Oh yeah. And yes, yes, this is monster with pop tart. Yeah. <laughs> My daily breakfast when I get to school is a Pop-Tart and a Red Bull. That, that's, that's how I do, man. Okay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fake Philosophers. I'm one of your hosts, Mike. I'm Danny. And then with us today, the uh, founder and host of the Jack of All Nerds podcast, Michael Maxwell. Hello. Thank you for joining us today, man. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, excited to be here. Great. I mean, not physically, but you know, uh, virtually. Virtually, yeah. you're you're here in our hearts and spirits. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, we're just saying it, it's kind of weird. Uh, I think Danny and I both are used to being on Jack with you, and so it's weird that now we are having you as a guest and are kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm uncomfortable right now trying to lead and ask you questions. I actually like being a guest. I don't. I don't get the guest on podcast very often <laughs> nobody invites me ever i guess i'm i, I don't know i, I think it's just they're, <laughs> not, too, they're they're too intimidated too that must be it i i thought it was they just don't like me but that's i'll I go like with your the rationale better yeah i'll go with the intimidation <laughs> um so yeah so we're still getting started kind of finding our rhythm finding our flow uh you've had i think like jack of all nerds has been on for at least seven at least five seven years something like that when did you get started um, i forgot I want to say 2013 that is when it right started, now. but I can, I do have a computer in front of me, so I can not Google <laughs> it because <laughs> Google doesn't know who the hell I am, but I can look it up on our thing here. Sure. There is, there is another channel on YouTube, I think called like, I think there's this the Jack of all nerds and there's like another like Jack of nerds or something. Yeah. And so I get really confused when I'm um, YouTubing searching yeah. and I find this random other page. You got to be really oh, yeah, careful yeah. when you search it up because if you... Just add one more F, you're going to yeah. go to a completely different website. For better or for worse. For better or for worse, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, tw 2013. May 25th, 2013 was our first episode. Gotcha. And um, what what uh, inspired you and gave you the the, the go-ahead to, to create that? Well, I mean, I've always been like a, a fan of radio, I guess you could say. Like... Mm -hmm. I was the kid that used to take my mom's cassette tapes and record fake radio shows over them. <laughs> I'm sure she loved that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Steely Dan tape that she had that I completely wiped out. Um, so I've always been a fan of that, but um, when, like, the whole podcast movement really, like, kind of took off, I think I missed the initial window of that. Um, I know that feeling, yeah. I but then when I discovered it, I was like, wait a minute, like I could just record my own stuff and yeah, okay, great. And, mm -hmm. um, I had met Derek through the dinner detective and we really hit it off and had a lot of the same things in common. So I was just like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast called the Jack of all nerds. Uh, do you want to be on it with me and talk nerd shit? And he was like, yes, I do. And <laughs> that was it. And then off I just the started running. us recording in his living room. Um, I remember the audio only, yeah. Nope. So I mean, you, we're back to we're back to audio only now. Oh yeah, because of the whole thing. What What yeah. do you prefer, like having just the audio or also doing uh, camera? It It depends. I mean, I like I like when we're in the studio and we're you know kind of live streaming it, but there's a, there's just so much more work involved because 
I mean, Danny knows he was, you know, working with us for quite a while and he had the, <laughs> I, the unfortunate job. I, I don't know. Hey, of, I, of, I learned valuable skills doing that. So I, I'm going to say <laughs> fortunate job. Okay. The, the fortunate job of kind of running the board and, and he would be in charge of like all the graphics that I would make. He would be the one that would put those up on the screen and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. uh, there's just, there's a lot more work on, on everybody's behalf. Whereas audio only, I can not be wearing pants and you know, are you just, wearing pants right now? Cause we're not, I am, I am wearing pants. <laughs> we are, we are, we are sans pants this right is, now. Yeah. Below the waist now. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't get the memo. I, otherwise I would. Touche. <laughs> We had like uh, when we first started dicking around with this, I think because Danny uh, told me what kind of mic you guys use, so I, I think I bought it and and the software in that was just maybe I didn't have someone to teach me, but trying to look at that software, that's why we haven't gone live. Like I couldn't fucking imagine. Yeah, I mean, granted, it's probably simple once you know it, but me looking at it, it was just yeah, yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, the I mean, what's funny about podcasting is. There's, there's a ton of different gear out there for it. And uh, I would say even some of the low-end stuff can work really well just plugged into a laptop, um, whereas some of the higher-end stuff can actually be more problematic if you don't have the right set. A lot of that stuff's just so sensitive. But my, mm. my boss had tried to get into podcasting, and he bought these super high-end mics and, uh, and, and all the stuff for, for setting it up. Um, and all his episodes had this like hum in the background because they just couldn't get it set up properly. And it's yeah. like, you have this expensive stuff that does just doesn't work because you're, you're not running it right. So it, it can be tricky. No, you're sure. right. I think, um, cause we, we started the, uh, conceptualizing this in 2019 and I think we, we bought dozens of, of <laughs> different things and returned it. And like, there was one thing I was like, this is it. This is the one. And then we plugged like two mics into it and it just didn't work. And it was months of just trying to get the tech right and finally i found something that works now for the sound and we just use a simple camera but um but yeah i, I generally like uh having the visual as well like even when i watch jack of all nerds i like to see you guys at your reactions your facial expressions i kind of like that and at the same time you can just listen to it in the car um yeah. whereas you have a choice uh, this is me though no i mean so i mean one of my favorite things about that show was when we would when when we when you would force us to eat nasty ass shit and just getting the reactions from everybody, physical yeah. and like the auditory of it was, it was, it was just awesome. It's, it's funny he mentions that because um, I was off air. I was talking to Danny. Um, kind of we were talking about the dynamic of having the laptop right here when our camera is over here. And I mentioned, so I went back to look at a past episode I was on to see that dynamic looking off at Danny off screen. And it was the episode, the Halloween episode where you made us eat, uh, eat that fucking god awful um, pumpkin spice that pizza. pumpkin spice pizza, <laughs> probably the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, I, I, I looked at that episode last night, so that was a, a fun memory. It might actually be the worst thing I've ever eaten too. That was, was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> great memories. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so where are you guys at now? I know, um, I think you guys did, uh, the zoom, um, podcasting for a while. You were still doing the other shows. Where are you at right now? As far as, uh, yeah, so we're still we're still doing uh, we're still recording via Zoom, uh, but it's just and we, we were doing the live live streams. There was a, there was a period where we were doing pre-recorded shows that would go up that would be posted on uh, Nerdbot's Facebook page as and, and not really a live stream, but it would just be posted up and we'd sit in and and comment along with people so that we were kind of live. Mm -hmm. um, and then at some point we went back to. 
live streaming uh, via Zoom. But I, I don't know. At, at, at a certain point, like I've started getting way more into YouTube content um, with uh, with my show uh, where I review um, "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episodes, and I have another one where I review Batman the Animated Series episodes with puppets because That's I'm an man. adult. <laughs> um, but. But I've just I've gotten so much into that, um, and that's the stuff that's popular on the YouTube channel. Whereas mm -hmm. the the replays of the live stream, nobody nobody cared about. So I was just like, you know what, we're gonna stop that for right now. Mm -hmm. I've got I'm getting pulled in too many directions, so we're just gonna keep doing the show, but audio only. So we've, the the Jack of All Nerds is still still going strong, but we uh, we're down we're back to audio only at least for the time being. Once the world gets back to normal we're hoping to get back into the studio and you know go back to doing some live streaming and stuff like that gotcha it's it, i didn't really think about that till you said it but um that is kind of a weird dynamic because like i remember being on the show we would look and there'd be like dozens of viewers watching the live stream but you're right i think after the fact like it's one of those things like if you're there at the moment you care about it mm -hmm. but then later you're like uh ah, whatever it's already passed yeah Plus, I mean, the shows were like an hour and a half to two hours, and mm -hmm. nobody on YouTube wants to be watching something for an hour and a half to two hours. They want yeah. they want five minutes. They want ten minutes. They want it quick, and yeah. quick and dirty. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. So yeah, so moving on, uh, we you are jack of all nerds. We're gonna get a little nerdy. We're gonna talk about Loki, which just finished uh, last week. Uh, so Mike, just start with you. What are your thoughts on on the Loki series? Uh, I enjoyed it, honestly. Mm. I thought uh, the that we're, we're I assume we're talking full spoilers. Full spoilers. Full spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought the the way it wrapped up. Uh, well, I, I thought the wrap up was a little unsatisfying in the sense of of a of a. It, it's weird coming off of Wandavision and and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, in the sense that those weren't really structured as tv seasons those were yeah. just sort of standalone events that seemed like they they had a resolution that's going to lead into the mcu whereas this is clearly meant to be television which is why they it's the first one that stamped the loki will return in season two on it and mm -hmm. so it had that like cliffhanger tv season ending and you're like no yeah um but i i do think there's some exciting stuff happening as a result of that for the MCU. I mean, now they can do anything. They can they can not kill any character they want to from this point forward. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, and I think I forget who who posted it, but like uh, it's no longer the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of the events of Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what yeah. what were you, Danny? Your thoughts on? Um. So. Uh, I, I'm finally glad we have a new a new big bad. Uh, I'm really interested to see which variant we're gonna get as the big bad. Mm -hmm. um, but Kang, I I read a a paperback novel once. I, don't even ask me the title. It was like more than 15 years ago. Uh, but it was a big kind of Marvel team up against Kang the Conqueror. And so ever since then, I've been like, who is this guy? Um, he is he's worse than Ultron he's worse than Thanos um, and he's he's the big bad I want to see on film and I'm really glad now that we we have him and we're gonna like the uh, Marvel's going to be implementing him in their films and TV shows from now on yeah because he's gonna be in uh, the next Ant-Man I yeah. think he's gonna be the, the villain there yeah I, I, I I'm with you both I generally enjoyed the show um, there are 
time travel tropes mm-hmm. that are harshly broken. Like, I'm a firm believer that time travel is impossible <laughs> because of just logic and putting things together. And this show, even though I loved the show, does kind of prove my point that, like, it just, it's, it's hard to go, like, to put into words what I'm thinking. But, like, um, there's a series, like, the sequences, like, you're in this, this time era and this time era, and the sequence is going together, when in reality it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and so they do kind of break the time travel tropes, but it was still fun. It's Marvel. It's not like they haven't broken their own rules before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like, I thought Kang the Conqueror, I actually didn't think I'd like him, but I actually really liked what that guy did with it. Mm-hmm. Where he's just kind of like, I don't give a fuck. Well, and, and, and that was only one variant. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be variants where they're not as flamboyant as that, and they're going to be more like robotic and uh, authoritarian like Thanos, yeah. and there's going to be ones that are more childlike. And maybe that's why he did it kind of flamboyant, yeah. carefree, because the next one in next Ant-Man is going to be, be the tyrant. A, yeah. yeah, stark contrast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought some fun, uh, what I call Jeff Goldblum energy to the role. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was very much Jeff <laughs> yeah. Goldblum energy. That's a good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. The way, the way he just kept creeping along the desk while talking to Sylvie and Loki, I thought was a great little like little character trait. Yeah, where he was just like, and ba 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 ba. So, so that that actor has he he looked familiar to me, but I don't I couldn't place him. Has he been in other things? I'm sure he has. Well, I'm sure he's been in things, but like, <laughs> is he someone, or they just pick kind of yeah, a lesser he, known uh, actor? I think he's mostly known for uh, Love Lovecraft Country. Yes. Okay, I never watched yes, that he's show. The, he's the male lead in Love Lovecraft Country, right? Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I thought he was yeah. great. Um, I, I I I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it. Um, so, and here's a question too. How did we all feel when Loki and Sylvie kissed? <laughs> um, how did we feel about I, that? I, it's, it's something I expected. Um, and I remember cause I, I looked, I looked at my fiance, uh, and I was like, Hey, is, is this, is this like a relationship? Is it masturbation? Self-cessed, I think. Self-cessed. I've heard say. <laughs> uh, what is this? Um, and it's like, it's something that we can't really fathom because we don't live in a multiverse Yeah. or so we think, um, it's a, it's a weird, it's, I mean, it's, it's weird no matter which way you slice it, but I mean, it, it does say his sexuality is fluid. So animal variant <laughs> mineral, I guess. Is, well, I, I heard someone compare it, um, to, they're like, it's kind of like in game of Thrones. You wanted John and Danny to get together, <laughs> but, but when e- even did. when even when you knew they're related, you're like, yeah, like yes. they're related, but you, you oh. want them to get together. But uh. so then, like <laughs> during the show, you're like, yeah, you want them to get together, but like, uh. but I mean, it, 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 it makes sense because Loki's like the ultimate narcissist, and the one That's person true. he's going to fall in love with it's is himself. himself. <laughs> Yeah, but only if himself is a is a hot lady. Hot blonde chick. Yeah, he wasn't hot blonde chick who can kick ass. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't fucking the alligator. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that that guy's a biter? You don't you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> I think the alligator was my one of my favorite things about that shit. Oh, it yeah. was just so ridiculous. <laughs> well, did you I guys think... hear there was a apparently there was a scene they filmed where uh, Frog Thor fights Loki. Uh, Croaky. The... Yeah, and I guess that didn't make the cut, and I'm very sad about that yeah, because so they got Chris Hemsworth to record the audio for the frog. Oh, that would have been great. That was actually like a shot thing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait. That's I'll the wait rumor. For the it's the rumor on the internet, anyway. Yeah. Right? 
Gotcha. That'd have been great. That'd have been good. Um, yeah, the memes that came out of just the crocodile alone was great. <laughs> uh, the only the, so going forward in the MCU, the only thing I'm kind of worried about after Loki is if it's going to be too convoluted, like too much going on. Yeah, because like even like you know you saw visually the 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 universe is splitting into mm-hmm. the multiverses, and I'm just kind of when I seen like images of now are all the different movies that are going to come out in different m- multiverse, like yeah. in different universes. And, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just worried if it's going to be too complicated, kind of like the Arrowverse yeah. where like, they all kind of existed in different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not that it's a bad thing. I'm just kind of like, am I going to have to think harder now I every time I go in? I don't think with Loki, you're going to get that. I think the, the MCM as a, as, as a whole, that might happen. That's what I'm, th- I'm talking about okay. going forward. Not necessarily the show. Yeah, the show's, the show's going to focus on Loki in, yeah. in, in his new timeline, um, which that's going to be fun to dive into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... I think um, and I'm glad because uh, they put out... Uh, Marvel put out a press release about Kevin Feige having uh, like a, a creative meeting where he laid down the, the ground rules for the multiverse. Yeah. Um, so I think... I mean, Kevin Feige really hasn't steered us wrong. Sure. As a, as a collective audience yet. So I think if Kevin Feige stays in charge and, you know, people, directors, writers follow these these rules that he put down, I don't think it's going to get too out of control. Okay. And that's the, that you're right, that's something that I think they did, they've done successfully because uh, we can we can talk about Star Wars or uh, DC Universe where they're not really connecting well, where at least he's saying, "Okay, these this is the guideline. This is what we're doing." Yeah. So everyone has um, a path to follow. Yeah, and I mean, it's I mean, because it's it's very easy, I and mean, we've seen it with Star Wars, we've seen it with the DCEU, where you know writers and directors just do what they want to do and yeah. don't follow the the main kind of huge umbrella arc. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that Marvel and Kevin Feige have done is made sure everything is reined in and follows uh, that main arc, but still, you know, you can still put forth a compelling and fun uh, individual story, adventure. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say, like. Well, um, that the next Doctor Strange is going to be like a horror movie. Yeah. So it's going to be its own thing, but still fit the narrative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, what's funny is that you say that, but like the <laughs> establishing the multiverse really lets them not follow that arc. And it's still... <laughs> you're, like, I mean, you're not wrong. But I mean, so... It still fits. So, I mean, when I say like the main arc, you're still going to have like the big bad at the end of the rainbow. You know what right. I mean? Uh, and there's still going to be like, it's still going to revolve around now Kang and his mission and now all these kind of, I think, like, the end game for this new phase of Marvel is going to be all of those uh, universes coming together to, or at least some part of those universes coming together to fight against Kang. Yeah, right. I can see that. Yeah, It does, I mean, what's funny is that I made the joke that, like, now they can unkill any character they want to. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I, I don't think they will. I think those actors that have said that they're done are, they're done. Mm-hmm. But... Part of me, part of me, just really wants to see a universe where like Happy Hogan is Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. is the voice of Jarvis. I just I <laughs> that would, would be cool. I just, even if it's like I for just, three seconds. Yeah, yeah, just, just a snippet. You know, that'd be great. Um, and I guess some people have been speculating that the What If series uh, might actually, instead of just being What Ifs, are actually going to be they're going to tie into the tales. Yeah. you know, like mm. so, which is Definitely. clever. It's definitely clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I know going into it, but um, I expected it. But I kind of I'm very interested now because we already know like the next Spider-Man movie is going to be multiverse based. Even before Loki, we knew that. Yeah. Obviously, Doctor Strange, and now just going forward, it's like okay, 
they open up all these possibilities. Well, yeah, the Ant Man and the Wasp movie is going to have to deal with the multiverse because yeah. Kang is going to be in it. We know that. Yeah. Um, we know it's going to have something to do with the quantum realm. Just based sure. off the name. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, going forward, I think there's going to be like maybe two or three movies that are going to be like they're going to wrap up this current kind of universe we're in. And then after that, we're going to jump into those movies. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think the next Thor movie is going to have anything to do with the multiverse. Um, Probably not. Maybe the next Guardians movie. Maybe. Just because they're already out there in kind of the cosmic uh, universe. Yeah. I, I, w- I would think it would get too complicated um, with the cosmic movies mm-hmm. to, to kind of incorporate the multiverse because they already got so much shit going yeah, on. They got a lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, whatever's whatever's going on with Nick Fury is probably going to be the focus of the next. I would say the the Marvels is probably going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll. I, I feel like they do a pretty good job of of having movies have their own thing, and then whether it's either just slightly in part in the film itself or just as a stinger, is how they kind of do that connected like it's all connected sort of a thing yeah, well, so i think I mean, they'll probably manage that the same way mm-hmm. i mean iron man was a great standalone movie until the last 10 seconds of that movie where you get that nick fury is like i'm here to talk to you about the avengers initiative and everybody lost their collective shit and that's what launched the mcu was that that 10 second stinger at the end of the movie yeah yeah so my only not my only because i said like there's there's issues with the time travel but um i still i stand by it um uh, it was in an article I wrote for Nerdbot, and I've said it a hundred times. So there is going to be a Loki season two, yes? Yes, that's confirmed. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's forgiven for now. The last scene in the Loki series must be Captain America grabbing his ass <laughs> to take him back to that moment in Endgame. Yeah, it has to be. And I know Chris Evans is out. Maybe they already filmed it, but in my head, it's like that. I will be super angry. If the last scene in the series is not that, yeah, because that has to happen. Well, apparently, it unless doesn't unless now. unless I guess they pruned yeah the thing they yeah. probably pruned that timeline or now there's an infinite amount of those timelines floating around. Maybe I just remember I I, I was kind of mad when it didn't end that way, kind of end that, that open ending thing. But I remember thinking I was like, God, like they, they have to have that moment though, because in Endgame's timeline, Cap has to has to reconcile all the stones, mm-hmm. including that stone that Loki took. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't yeah. have to grab Loki, but he has to grab a stone. I don't know. I'm stubborn. No, but the, well, like Danny said, they probably just pruned the timeline yeah. to, to eliminate it. Um, but it is – what, what I thought was funny is when he first gets arrested and you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear how they explain why he's in trouble and the Avengers are not. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was literally just one line of dialogue. What did they say? They're like, oh, that was supposed to happen. The Avengers were supposed to do that. Yeah, it was like, okay, okay. That sure. was that was kind of lazy. Was, I'll, was I'll say that lazy. was pretty lazy. Uh, kind of funny to still like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love the idea that the Infinity Stones are nothing or nothing in the, I, yeah. in the TVA universe. If I was Loki, though, I I know he when he saw them in the drawer, he just was kind of like, oh, these aren't the strongest power in the universe. But I'd have been pocketing all of them <laughs> just, just, just in, in case. case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just in case I got out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like having money in prison. Yeah. Might as well collect it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, what else? I think the uh, the actress who played Sylvie was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I wondered why, out of all the Lokis, she chose to go by a different name. 
I know for an audi- the audience perspective, it was to actually differentiate, differentiate the names. But it's, I never actually, maybe I missed it, a reason why she started going by Sylvie. Was there one presented? Um, I, don't think I think so. it's a deep dive into a comics lore that mm-hmm. I'm not sure of because I think it came out well, well before my time. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I, I, I would I would bow to your uh, expertise on this, Mike. Um, if if well, if like the Enchantress or there was a, a well, I think. I think that's why they were I think they were trying to throw people off because the character when you just look at the character even down to her powers you you're like oh that's enchantress and so I think they yeah. were they they gave her that name to throw people off that she was a Loki variant like it, and and there's times where she does stuff where I'm like is she though <laughs> like is she yeah. really um but I she must be I mean, they showed the flashback of when she was a child in Asgard so I I guess she must be, but um, yeah, it definitely feels like they're trying to steer her in that enchantress direction. I mean, she enchants things like that's her power. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's, in, it's in the yeah, right. I guess it's possible that um, a Loki variant could be enchantress if they're going the yeah. multiverse route. Now it's very plausible. Yeah, I think uh, I think in one, I think one of the versions of enchantress in the comics was actually created by Loki. Yes. So. Mm. And the MCU does like to play with things in a, in a different way, so she could True. easily become Enchantress, and I, I, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be more okay with that than her and Loki sucking face. Um, <laughs> but Yes. I'm still unsure of that. But I just, it was just literally just specifically the name. They never, like, because everyone, even the, the guys when he was in the, uh, you know, the end of time, all those guys still went by Loki. I was just wondering, like, why she obviously i think from the writer's perspective to to differentiate her obviously mm-hmm. it'd be really uncomfortable if you called the person you're about to kiss the same name, name as you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i love you loki i love you loki <laughs> nom, 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 nom. yeah um but yeah i just it's not a big deal just something i kind of was like hmm, wonder that came from um Is yeah it, do you think uh you think somewhere in, in some universe somewhere peter quill is like heats off me <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that because I saw you post that, and I was like, "Is he like? Is he referring to like now the heat's on Sylvie because she fucked yeah, everything up?" That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like, it's, that's what as soon as I, as soon as that happened, I was like, "Man, I was like, Marvel's got to stop putting hot-headed people led by their emotions in places where they can screw everything up because they do it every time." Well, I mean, it's compelling, but like t- for. To get like a new character like Sylvie to do that, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But when you take like a character, a loved character like Star Lord was, and you you have him just fuck everything up, that that that's something. Well, yeah, I'll say this too about Sylvie doing that. Um, what kind? Of, it wasn't a big deal because at least she she owned it. But so she stabs him, and then Loki in real time is seeing the results. Like, oh shit. Yeah. But like, I feel like she stabbed him and immediately. She's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I feel like, like stand by what you do. I don't know if that's a criticism of the writing of the character or whatever. Or just an observation. But it's funny. Cause she stabs him. and Then she's like immediately not satisfied. Yep. She's like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a common thing in movies and stuff like that, too, is that like uh, revenge doesn't. It doesn't satisfy you like yeah. you want it and you think it's going to do something for you. But then you do it and you're like. I, I still feel the same. So yeah. maybe that's what they were going for there. <laughs> maybe. You do it and you're just like, man, I probably just should have written a strongly, strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. Should have seen a therapist. <laughs> should have just made a Yelp review. 
Should have started a podcast. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if I'm alone in the universe, but when they in the penultimate episode, when they uh, when they finally opened up the the view or the portal to mm-hmm. where uh, where Kang was, uh, as soon as it opened up and I saw this, I know it was like a castle, but it looked like a house in space, and I was like, Zathura. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I I felt the same way. Uh, I I thought of um I forgot the. The ivory tower in um, Neverending Story. Neverending Story. Yeah. I kind of thought like when when it was like broken <laughs> apart in pieces. I, that's what I saw. Yeah. Um, but no, it was kind of a strange image to suddenly be thrust upon us. Yeah, I saw I your wanted, post about the third though. That was good. I, I, I wanted Dak Shepard to come to the door in a spacesuit. Like that's what. I wanted, but... <laughs> and Marvel has that money. They could do it. They could do it. <laughs> yeah, they could. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> I have I have opinions about the uh, I forgot what it's called the cloud dog. Oh, Eliath. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, well, stop, stop doing smoky cloud yeah. creatures. Yeah. But I mean, that's what Eliath was in the comics. He was. Yeah. Okay. And it, a storm. I mean, and I and I will give them this. At least this thing had a face. It yeah. wasn't like Galactus from the shitty. <sighs> yep. So Fantastic uh, Four sequel. Or Parallax. Parallax. Yeah, from Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I just I don't know. I. I I enjoyed it, but like it was one of those things like, I did like. I I will call him the the cloud dog. Um, I did like it and dislike it at the same time. Yeah, it's hard to to put what I'm thinking into words, but um, it just kind of gave me a chuckle when I saw mm-hmm. a cloud dog. <laughs> um, but no. Um, any other thoughts on the Loki? Um, I mean, the Easter eggs in that show were phenomenal, yeah. especially when you caught them, like. Uh, at first, I didn't catch the uh, like the naval ship that gets uh, pruned into the void, um, and I had to watch like uh, like a, a Nerdist thing go over it. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about how that's the ship from the Philadelphia Project. Okay, which is like essentially teleportation. Like, and they s- apparently succeeded in teleporting that ship from one spot to another spot. Gotcha. And apparently, they pruned that timeline. You just remind me. I do love. I forgot the guy's name. I think it was the first episode that they said, "Oh, Loki is." It's the guy who went on like a, a flight and disappeared. Oh, DB Cooper. There you go. Yeah, I, I did love that they made Loki DB Cooper. I, I was like, "That's good." <laughs> At, on a bet. Yeah, <laughs> from Heimdall and Thor. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That was that was that was uh, fun. I, I would like to see uh, Mobius get a jet ski in season two. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I thought Owen Wilson was great in the, in this series. Um, in fact, that was the. That was the uh, the relationship I was pulling for. Was <laughs> <laughs> Loki and, and Mobius. It was Loki and Mobius, yeah. <laughs> they had their their bro hug um, in the second to last episode. I was I was like that. This this is the chemistry that is lacking between you and yourself, Loki. Stop it. But... <laughs> no, you're right. I think I think Owen Wilson did a a great job. Mm-hmm. Oh no, um, he, he was he was amazing. I, he was the main draw to the show for me. Was mm-hmm. I just want to see him kind of. Because I want that I want that Owen Wilson ness that he does, yeah. Um, and I know that he and Tom Hiddleston already have chemistry because they've worked together a couple times before, um, but just to see it like amped up and just in this episodic kind of form was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, he was he was like when he wasn't in an episode, it was he was noticeably missed. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. He was good. Um, one thing I'll, I'll ask both of you. Uh, so. There's been this trend, obviously, where people are creating um, creating movies and TV shows, whatever, about villains and getting the villain side of the story. We saw it with Joker, um, even Venom, etc. So in this show, 
Um, we watched Loki, who in the past has been very manipulative, a liar, et cetera, et cetera. God of mischief. Do do you, we think that he's truly changed, or do we think that in the next season or whatever he's going to revert back to his old mischievous ways? Because at the end, the way I got it at the end of the final episode, he has changed to where like now he cares. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that will last, or do you think that will revert? So I, I don't think um, he's going to lose that skill set. I think sure. yes, he his morality has changed. And he has, to a certain degree, developed morals. Uh, but he has that tool set, and it, he knows that it, it has served him well in the past. So I can see him implementing those uh, manipulations, those lies, um, to do the right thing now instead of the okay. wrong thing. What do you think, Mike? Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to change back. I mean, he, essentially, in the MCU, when he get he was killed, he had he had reached that point as well. And so mm-hmm. I think by like showing him. All, like him seeing all of that and then and the experiences that he he went through in this show i think he has come to that same place now mm-hmm. um but well and what was funny to me is that there, like throughout the whole series whenever he was teaming up with sylvie there was always this like do you trust me and every time he would say that i'll be like bro you need to ask yourself if you can trust her because <laughs> she is a, she is a you she is just as de- devious as you are like, how do you know she's not playing you? And I still feel that way. I mean, mm-hmm. they they kind of painted it very much like she's not evil. She's just led by wanting revenge. But I don't know. I don't know where they're going to take that in the in the next season. Mm-hmm. So, or if she's going to factor into any of the movies before then. Because, like, we don't even know when season two is coming out. Yeah, sure. We know that we, I, I'm pretty sure that Loki, uh, there was something that Loki is supposed to appear in multiverse of madness so i can imagine yeah i i hope he does and i hope it's him just like explaining everything to dr strange it's like (laughs) look i know i was a dick but i was not responsible for this i was trying to prevent it and here's what you need to know and that's where like dr strange is going to learn about kang and like yeah and i think that's going to be like the big kind of intro um for like Mm -hmm. the new avengers to kind of come together even if i don't even know if like the next couple phases of Marvel movies are going to have to deal with the Avengers. Um, I think they've pretty much kind of run their course in the MCU. Um, so it might be something else. Like we might just be yeah. getting like uh, kind of like a, maybe like a secret wars kind of thing going on where we, now we have all of these universes and they're going to collide and stuff's going to mm-hmm. stick and stay and other stuff's going to yeah. fall off. Well, I think if, if we're going to get any Avengers, we're just going to get new Avengers stuff. Cause I think uh, honestly, they need to they just need to keep you know caps out keep them out yeah. tony's dead keep I him dead uh widow's dead keep her dead i think they can maybe get rid of clint in the hawkeye show he's training a new hawkeye yeah so they can either you know and obviously we're going to talk about black widow so we can talk about those ramifications so they can either kill him which uh, i mean they, i think they, they showed him with his family just get get him out of there get him I, out. yeah I, I i just don't i i find it hard to believe that with every all this wacky shit going on that he could just yeah i'm just gonna go be with my family because every time he's tried to do that he's been pulled back in <laughs> every and time so, i think i'm out they pull yeah. me back in yeah so i don't i just feel like killing him might be the only option but mm-hmm. i'd like to see i don't know one of these people have a a happy go <laughs> happy ending. i mean i mean cap does cap, have a happy cap ending, did, but, cap did. um but yeah get rid of him and i guess get rid of hulk i mean 
Thor, you can still have around, but I feel like they're pushing him in the just put him on the Guardians. That's, well, I mean, that, yeah, well, I mean, because not even that. I mean, I think because Love and Thunder, we know that Natalie Portman's bulking up to play She Thor. So I think if they yeah. introduce, you know, Jane Foster as Thor, she could take over the Thor franchise. Yeah. Um, for the and become one of the new Avengers. One of the yeah. new Avengers, yeah. And then yeah. that opens a whole floodgate of possibilities. Well, yeah. Yeah. And and we know there's the She-Hulk show is in development, yeah. so mm -hmm. I, I and I can't imagine what excuse they would come up with to get rid of Banner, but I do. I just feel like they need to they need to get rid of those characters so they can focus on the new stuff and not have to worry about the old Avengers anymore. Yeah, and I want to say mm -hmm. Marvel recently put out a press release where they're like, "Hey, we're not about, you know, we're we're stopping the whole contractually obligated uh contracts now so you know we, we want to get fresh faces in we want to you know we we've had we've had these actors for so long now we want to let them go we want to get new faces in we're not going to hold them to like seven or ten film contracts now yeah uh we yeah. want we want to change it up we want to keep things new and interesting i, I personally yeah. don't mind um like I'd, I'd say yeah the big guys uh already are obviously downy and um evans are out i wouldn't mind like uh ruffalistic and around kind of in a as he has been well, because, in, a, in a supporting role as the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, in his um, Ruffalo's role is it's it's I would say minuscule compared to everybody. That's what I mean, and I'm, and I'm I think that would be yeah. okay. Like a couple of these guys stick around in supporting roles, but then mm -hmm. obviously pass the leading torch to new faces. I think yeah. I think it would still just to unify the movies, keeping some of the old faces around strictly as supporting cast. Yeah, kind of like Samuel L. Jackson, who's a huge name, has been a supporting role or a cameo throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I think that I think they should still go with, not necessarily Samuel Jackson, but someone kind of still mm -hmm. keeping it the glue hey, together. It's it's the multiverse, baby. You can get that Hasselhoff <laughs> Nick Fury in there now. Uh, <laughs> God no, uh, no. I would love no. I would love a scene between Samuel Jackson and, and, the, and the Hoff. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Get a team up Nick Fury team up movie with yes. himself. Yes, <laughs> Nick Fury buddy cop movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. Make it happen. And then they oh, kiss. And they <laughs> kiss. <laughs> Heck, even just a Disney Plus series, The Furies, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> the <laughs> Furies, <laughs> like a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. And there has to be oh. like a puppy. Oh yeah, a puppy there Nick has Fury. To be a puppy. Yeah, yeah. With a patch. Like, Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> like it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine, but with Shield. I'd be okay with that. Let's, <laughs> let's yes, absolutely. All right. So you mentioned it. Uh, well, what real quick? One thing, you, Mike, you had mentioned on, and it kind of, it was a, in my opinion, a great scene um, when when Loki teamed up with the small squad of Lokis, and then like the army of Lokis came, and they all like turned on each other. I was like, this is the most Loki scene I've ever seen. Because <laughs> you were talking about how like if he should ask if he should trust her, and I thought of that scene like, yeah, we're literally all of them turned on each other. Within 30 <laughs> seconds, <laughs> I was like, this is the most Loki shit. This is Loki on Loki on Loki. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I loved that scene. Um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And then, so moving on, uh, Black Widow Yeah. came out in the last uh, week or so. Uh, what do we all think? General thoughts. Mike, start with you again. Uh, so, overall, I, I enjoyed this film. Um, the... There's a couple of things that irritated me, and they irritated me a lot. Uh, one of them was Taskmaster. Mm. Agreed. Which is why 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 is Ta sorry? I'm gonna get heated right now. But Do why it. the fuck is Taskmaster just turned into Winter Soldier again? Like that's you made Taskmaster this mindless, quiet assassin when the character is so much more interesting than that. 
And like, I don't care if the reveal is going to be that it's a, a girl at the end. Uh, like, it, why would you deprive the character of personality? Like, it's so. Yeah. Ugh, I, so I don't know a ton about Taskmaster, but the little bit I do know, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, no, I yeah, mean, I absolutely agree with you. And that's 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 one of the things that I don't like about how, um, you know, Marvel has you know their one big bad for their run, um, and then every movie has their one-off villain, and it's like I'm sorry, you can't do that to Taskmaster. He's yeah. such a a threat, and he's such a good like uh, obstacle. To have in a story, to have him or her now uh, be just this one-off villain who's now reformed at, by the end of the movie, it's, it's it, it ruins that character for me. Yeah, like again, I don't know a ton about Taskmaster, but the little bit I know, like it's pretty much an unbeatable opponent. Opponent one-on-one. Well, to an extent, obviously, there's there's ways you can get I around mean, it. Deadpool's the only one that yes. can ruffle Taskmaster's feathers. Yeah. But just. I feel like that, like you, as you said, like that that villain of all of them is hard to do in one movie. Mm-hmm. Let alone, like Mike said, give it, give him or her no personality, kind of a, a contrived backstory. Um, it, it did for a villain I don't know that well. I do like the concept of Taskmaster, mm-hmm. and to see it done kind of poorly, kind of irritated me as well. So I agree well, with you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, and the the power set wasn't even utilized properly. Like we, they mention that taskmaster can mimic anyone's fighting it was style, like casually yeah it was like in passing you don't really see it let, let me i'm gonna paint a picture for you and you tell me if this would have been a more exhilarating scene for you or not but uh so we have um uh red guardian right throughout the whole movie he's talking about how he battled captain america right and it's it's just kind of played for laughs but what if he gets to that scene where taskmaster shows up and they have their little fight in the movie but instead Taskmaster, who can speak, is like, "Hey, I, I keep hearing that you uh, you've be- you've defeated Cap before. Well, let's find out." And switches into Cap's fighting style, mm-hmm. and then they have that battle, and you actually see Cap's moves on display, mm-hmm. fighting Red Guardian. That, that would have been a cool way scene. Way more interesting that than what a cool we scene. got. No, because yeah. what the fighting style that they they chose for Taskmaster, and that was uh, Black Panther. Fighting style, right? Because you see him I, I does the claws. I don't. When you first see him, I think he does a little bit of cap. Uh, there, there's the in I the call fight the, against Black Widow. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I call it the Chris Evans flip <laughs> when he does like the weird thing. He, uh-huh. I think he pulled that off, and when he first threw the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the in the first fight was with the shield. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that was some yeah. cap. But no, I think I, I didn't even think that you're right. That would have been actually a cool little moment, and it gave Taskmaster a personality. Like, okay, let's see if you. And you're gave absolutely a, right. And it would have gave a payoff. To the, to the joke, to the joke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and even the, like you said, the fighting styles alone. So they they kind of touched on Black Panther. You saw a little bit of Cap. They did the right on the nose where he like literally is mimicking Black Widow in front of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was I think a little bit of Hawkeye at some point as well. well. Yeah, when, yeah, the, the arrows, bow, yeah, bow and arrow. And, so yeah. when they actually did mimic the fighting styles, it was spot on. But they could have explored that a lot more. Mm-hmm. I feel like the character for being a villain was almost like a, a supporting character. It wasn't even like the villain yeah. necessarily. Um, yeah. And then they, but then, they, and they also resolved it yeah. by the end. Yeah. And it's like, this character should have been a recurring villain. Like, you know, Deadpool is supposed to be joining the MCU now. Mm-hmm. What, what cooler thing would it have been to have Taskmaster in the next Deadpool movie? Yes. 
Absolutely agreed. Yeah, because it could have easily even okay. So they go this route where it's a, a mindless the, the guy's daughter who's mindless, whatever. Fine, just have her go somewhere at the end, kind of like the Winter Soldier. Yeah, when he she, just she just leaves and she develops her own personality, like you said. Because I think she it wasn't even a, a specifically Black Widow villain, right? In the comics, it was no Taskmaster think, was just which, one of those oh, villain, yeah. So he could have easily popped into any number of movies mm-hmm. um, and been yeah. He's just a just a mercenary, so he could be a bad guy against anybody. Yeah, and that would have been great. Like, no, uh, you guys said it. Like, that would have been great if she just slipped away and then we just see her being a villain, a mercenary. So she was a, she now is free of her mind control and now she has a skill set and she puts it to use. I think that would have been fine. Um, Which, I mean, it technically still is possible that that's what happens, but yeah, given the I way guess. the movie ended, it kind of points in one direction. Yeah, yeah they, they implied that now that the, she got hit with the red gas that she was... Of free will, but it would have been, you know, it would have been nice to see like if they hit her with the gas and her, she like her eyes cleared up for a second and then she still attacked Widow. Like she's still, she's just bad. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? That would have actually been amazing. Yeah. Cause like she's like, if Widow was like, okay, now she's fine. She's like, no, I remember who you are. Especially because that, killing me. Especially <laughs> that fight wasn't much of a fight. And it's like, oh, yeah. all she yeah. had to do was punch the canister of gas. Come on. Yeah. Give yeah. me a climactic battle here. So, Taskmaster aside, because <laughs> that was, I absolutely agree, that was a, a downer of it, because um, I was looking yeah. forward to seeing that villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I'm horrible with names, the blonde actress who played her little sister. Florence Pugh. I thoroughly enjoyed her character. Yeah. I, I would say this this is this is kind of her setup movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, introduced her. I thought um, Red Guardian, like I said, I'm bad with names, he was good. Um uh, Rachel Weiss, I thought. Right. So here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So I, I was watching it with my lady, and the fir- that opening scene, she was even like, "Wait, who's that actress?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's Rachel Weiss. I know Rachel Weiss is the they, movie." They de-aged her. They okay. They did. But then, when she came back the 21 years later. Mm-hmm. She didn't look that different. Be- she like different, <laughs> but not different. She had you know I mean? she had Botox, <laughs> but like it was a weird dynamic because even my lady, like, she was like, "That looks like Rachel Weisz, but it looks like looks like someone else." Like, look, what she was she was trying to think of an actress like she saw in some show uh-huh. because she looked different. And I was like, and I even said like, maybe the de aging just didn't look right. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the eyeliner. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and then but then when we saw her in in real time, the present time, it was like she still looks like bad CGI. Did Rachel Weiss get Botox? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, that makes sense now. Because yeah. she always did look a little graphic-y, yeah. like a video game. Yeah. Um, that and her accent was weird. Like, I know she was trying to be, like, she went from, like, uh, Ohio back to Russia. and But, like, you, like, you, talk you, about you spent accents. the last 20 years in Russia. Your Russian accent should be a little, a little thicker than okay, what it is. Let's talk uh, about let's... accents. Yeah, Ray Winstone. Wait, wait, oh God! His accent. You don't hire Ray Winstone for his ability to do accents. <laughs> his. No, can we can we talk about the fact that the only Russian actress in the movie is the character that doesn't, doesn't fucking speak. talk? <laughs> yeah, I had that. I think I had that fuck? thought for a moment. I was like Olga, whatever. I was like, oh, she plays that person. Oh, she's Russian. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But I just remember when I I saw Ray Winstone's name come up in the credits, I was like, oh, I like Ray Winstone. And as soon as he started talking when they got to him, I was like, 
this is his his voice. This is the same dude from Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the departed Ray Winstone. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was. I feel like he hit one like, or two words. Yeah. In Russian, it's like no, when you when you talk to an Italian you're person. Him, you're giving him too, you're giving him too much credit. <laughs> I might be, but I, like when you talk to an Italian person who's like talking to Americans, like yeah, like you know, we, we're gonna cook some food, we're gonna cook some pasta and some ravioli, or like, they just drop into like just, one word. Just make sure you put some mozzarella on yeah. there. Yeah, I feel like he like just like okay, I'm not good at accents. I'm gonna pick one sound, and 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 then when that sound happens, because he was just talking like Ray Winstone, all of a sudden like Russian sound, and then just back to Winstone. I just felt like he was just talking at a deeper register the whole time. Yeah. Like, that's what makes a Russian voice yeah. is just just lowering your voice. Like that's hey, I, that's my Russian accent now. And I was like, yeah, that's terrible. I, I believe it. It's but- like his his practice was watching Dolph Lundgren in Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't this think it's good. I'm learning so much. I don't think I said it out loud, but like when I was watching, I was like, okay, is he supposed to be? Because you know, like there are people who are like who come to America who are foreigners who, who yeah. get involved in government and get involved in the military. Yeah, they naturalize. Yeah, I was like, is he supposed to be like some Cockney asshole who moved to Russia? Or I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what you you can kind of justify is that he's you know he's politically involved and like they show during the credits that he is had his hand in a lot of different no, of jars and but it just and then they called what was his name uh, it was like it was a Russian name like they should just call him like Joe or. <laughs> Something because he had like Drakov or whatever his yeah, name Drakov, was, yeah. like uh, Tra- Tra- Trakov or there you whatever go. his name was. I just I remember yeah. it was one of those I, I enjoyed the movie, but when he started talking, especially the scene where it was him and Widow by themselves, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. it took me out of it for a, oh, for his, a his moment. Accent? Oh, absolutely, it I'm took me like, out of it. Fuck, yeah. dude, just like because at least hard is it? you're an actor. I agree. Yeah, at least with Scarlett Johansson, early oh. on, they just they just went all in. She just speaks with an English <laughs> yeah. accent, yeah. like American accent, fine. But like, also like get. Get a Russian actor. Okay, just off the top of my <laughs> yes. head, there's the he's. I don't think he's actually Russian, but he's he plays Russian all the time. Uh, from the Saint. Yeah, uh, Tre- that actor uh, Trediak who played yeah. Trediak. Oh, what Raj Serbaj? I can't pronounce his last or, name. Or even yeah, the guy I, who played uh, the devil in um, Constantine. Oh yeah, Peter Stormare. Yeah. Fuck or, yes. Or any number of actors that have appeared in a John Wick movie. <laughs> 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 Kevin Nash did a better Russian accent than this guy. Yeah, like, come no, you're on. right. They, 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 they had choices. And I'm sure he had time. Like, so even when I, when I, in college, we had a class on speech. And a lot of that class, literally what we did was look like you, the internet, uh, the internet, the um, international phonetic alphabet. You, you study sounds. And so literally you could go through your script and make annotations on what sound you have to make. So me, who I'm not good at accents, I could literally go through this, make annotations in my script, and suddenly speak in a great Scottish accent strictly off a of script. This guy had time. And he's a professional <laughs> well, actor. And they had Disney money. You're telling me they <laughs> didn't have a dialect coach on hand? Some. To, like, come on. Even the dialect coach was just shaking his head in the corner with the script going, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, Are I, you sure we want this guy? Right. I feel like we're spending a lot of time on it, but it really did take me out it, of the it, scene. Yeah, it took me out too. It's um, like this guy's supposed to be a Russian uh, like oligarch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and all the accents, because like, even David Harbour, I thought when his accent was on, it was great. It was great. He had a tendency. He had a tendency to like, drop the accent at the end of certain sentences mm-hmm. it didn't happen a lot but when it did it was noticeable you're like oh that he sounded like david harbour right then you're right and, uh, and even di- uh, diving into that at least he has an excuse because his character spent time in the states so yeah. you can kind of justify it um yeah. go on and, and rachel rachel vice also same thing like there mm-hmm. was there was times where she it sounded good and then there was times where the accent would kind of slip um i thought um 
what's what did, what did you say the Florence Florence, Florence Pugh yeah I, I thought she had the most consistent accent she she stuck on it pretty well but um and going on to her I I think uh and we saw I saw a post before I watched the movie about how great everyone like everyone loved her how great she was and I thought it lived up to the hype I thought she was very good and like I think one of you said she will probably be the Black Widow going forward. Oh, she's forward. going to. I mean, yeah. and if we, if we want to touch on that, we can talk about the post-credit scene, sure. which is going to establish her in the MCU going forward. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, she'll be in the the Hawkeye show. Yeah, and I think that yeah, yeah. that's the direction the Hawkeye show is going to go. It's going mm-hmm. to introduce the Black Widow as this uh, overarching threat to Clint and now Kate Bishop. Sure. Now, okay, so we'll just jump right into the, to that. Um, so I don't. I'm not too knowledgeable about um, the character. Played by um, the the woman, the purple Dreyfus. hair Dreyfus. Yeah. What is her Mike? You might know. What is her role? Is she like building her own team of like people? Because I know she got U.S. agent. Yeah, she got, I think she's building Dark Avengers. Is that okay? Because I'm not too. I even Wikipedia that character, and I'm not very even reading it. I'm not too familiar with her. Mike, what is your take on that character and what she's doing? Uh, well, I mean. I mean, Danny basically said it, but I think uh, she's, yeah, I mean, I know that she, what's weird is that they, they went out of their way to, to, you know, kind of establish the the power broker in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And at first it seemed like maybe she was going to be working for that organization, but I think she's definitely doing her own thing. Um, And I don't even know that she's necessarily the one in charge. I think she works for somebody else, but yeah, I think the, the objective there is to set up your you know dark avengers i mean okay. she's got clearly she's got this version of widow she's already got um u.s agent mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely feeling like that's where we're going yeah that's what i kind of thought i just having not been familiar with the character i was kind of just curious what you guys thought and i'm not a hundred percent sure about the character uh the valentina right that's her name i think so yeah valentina yeah. um uh i want to say she works for aim but I'm not 100% sure about that. I know she apparently dated Nick Fury mm-hmm. in the comics, which okay. might be fun to see them on screen together. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, she might. I mean, honestly, she might have worked for AIM in the comics, but since they since they, <laughs> they made AIM such a dumb thing in Iron Man 3, I, that's yeah. probably not going to be the case now. Uh, yeah. Although, I mean, they, they're, they're primed to bring AIM back in a different way. Yeah, if, and if, I mean, now they, they can. Wanted. I mean, like you said, like the 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 introduction of the multiverse is a huge clean slate. So they can do anything. Yeah. They can do anything. Because even and I hope they don't. I agree uh, with I think Mike and you earlier. Um, they could bring Downey back if they wanted to. Really hope they don't. They they won't because Downey yeah. has said. I'm of course, I'm of course. But I'm saying they could. <laughs> they could if they wanted to in another way. Um, and yeah. that's where it does free up everything mm-hmm. that they could do anything right now and then just say okay even if they make a shitty movie they could say oh well that was in the bad uh, universe <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was that was universe 616 yeah that's uh, why that's gone um which it's almost their own insurance policy it, it pretty much is. if they make a bad movie they're like okay that's not canon anymore because yeah. that's universe three yeah um <laughs> i mean i mean that's how a lot of the comics get they reset start. and they, re- they reset yeah. and redo yeah that's yeah, not a bad bad idea actually yeah, so overall, Black Widow. <laughs> we go off on a tangent. Tangents, yeah. Um, I my personal thoughts. I thought it was it was very fun, uh, as we all pointed out, not without flaw. Mm-hmm. But I would say on the scale of movies, I wouldn't say it was in the top tiered Marvel movies. No. Like if you look at like obviously Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, um, Ragnarok, 
Black Panther, all these really good Marvel movies, I would say Black Widow is probably in like the middle tier of being fun but not great. I'll go along with that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I was actually just looking up uh, <laughs> Valentina's history in the comics. No, uh, you got me curious. Uh, so she was she did work for Shield for a long time, but uh, she at some point she secretly had joined Hydra. Hydra, okay. And then she um, at some point she was discovered to have been a Russian sleeper agent hmm. within Shield, and then she became um, a member of Janus, uh, which uh, was something to do with Norman Osborn. Yes. So. So they're building yeah. the Dark Avengers, like Osborn. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> uh, oh, overall, overall thoughts on on the film. Yeah. 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 So I I did enjoy it. Um, I thought the again I was torn because you had t- just just the awful villains for the movie, but yeah. where the movie was the smaller moments i thought all the stuff with natasha and her 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 family uh i thought those were the best parts of the movie i Mm could have i I wish we would have had more time with them um and i and i wish the movie would have ended differently you know i just the i i had i had a lot of fun don't get me wrong i when when i watched it i wasn't like oh you know i got to the end of it and i was like I really enjoyed this, um, but then the more I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I had my issues with the villains and stuff like that, and I just wish the ending would have would have been more impactful because we all know that Natasha's already dead. Yeah. And the way that I thought the movie handled their leaving, I was just like, eh. like I, well, yeah. I felt like it would have been better if she would have gone off with her family, and we could have ended on a scene with them together. And then Natasha being like, well, I, I have to go. Like, she still comes to the same realization that she comes to in this movie, mm-hmm. but it's on her own terms. So she, she's with her family. They're all happy. And then she's like, look, you guys made me realize that I, I have another family out there, too, and I got to go help them right now. And then her and her sister have a moment together. And and then they just end with like, you know, I'll, I'll see you again soon. And then boom you cut to her sister standing at her grave and instead of being like a post credit scene, you mean? Yeah. 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 And I just feel like that would have been way more impactful for, you know, for the audience. I but- agree. I do agree with you. Um, because Grant, I, 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 I also agree that like Downey Evans, they shouldn't return to the universe, but I feel like there could have been some sort of tie in mm-hmm. because, um, you do see like she, she went rogue after civil war. Um, I would have preferred to see why she went. I mean, obviously when she talks to Tony Stark in that scene, it's hinted, but you don't really see the catalyst of what made her go rogue. I would have kind of liked to see that, but for the ending to your point, Mike, I absolutely agree. I would have liked to seen something tie it back in. You had, what's his name? Um, he was in Hulk and then he was in civil war. Uh, uh, Ross Ross, you had Ross, but he was kind of minimal. I would have kind of, I thought it would have been cool. Even if it was Clint or no, Clint wasn't going to be there even if it was Evans as Captain America, something that ties her back to what her she was doing. I don't know. But no, I absolutely agree, though, with, with Mike that it did kind of seem like the ending just... No no consequences. There was no button, I yeah. feel like. It was you, just... It was just... You, it ended. You didn't like seeing her arrested and then just cutting to 
<laughs> six months, so six weeks later or whatever, and she was out. Like, blonde well, hair. But that's that's what I mean. Like, new vest. Is, was she arrested? We we don't know. Maybe because she cut a deal. According to Infinity War, I thought she went rogue and then just hooked up with Cap yeah. and them and the gang. That's what I thought. But the way the implication was when her family took off, she stayed behind and was picked up by Ross, and then and then we just cut to time later and she's out again, meeting with her uh, her but, arms dealer who sleeps all the all over the place. Which I. I did enjoy that character, and I wish we would have seen a little bit more with yeah, him, too. I agree. But my main point, like, you just said it, like, so in Infinity War, when Ross sees them, he says, like, arrest them. So did she get arrested and then break out again? I, I, I think that's what we're supposed to believe is it happened. I, be, I believe that she is supposed to have been captured and then escaped. And then at the very end of the movie, she's going off to meet with Cap. I think that's supposed to be the implication there, but it's not handled very and well. And that's what I mean. The point that's, that we're, we're having the conversation is enough evidence for me to say like that wasn't done well like we there's too yeah. much questions that haven't been answered in that regard because yeah. like you said she could have easily left with her family in that scene and then you see her like you said that's when she says i have to go not when she's apparently gonna get arrested and then either break out or whatever um yeah so there is that i think that could have been tied up but i i agree with you um with what you said that the best moments were the small moments um what am i not we're known to go off on tangents. We're not going to go on a tangent, but uh, my criticism of um, the the Last Jedi mm -hmm. was that a lot of the small moments outshined the larger picture, and I would absolutely agree that in this one, yeah, those like those the quips that Florence was making, like mm -hmm. those You're a poser. yeah, those family moments were great, and it, it, you really saw uh, uh, the Black Widow's like character develop because mm -hmm. you kind of you missed that a little bit in other movies. And then, as you said, Mike, like just the bigger picture, the the taskmaster, the the villains, the overall story was kind of weak compared to the small story. Yeah, we didn't we didn't need another giant flying structure falling out of the sky. I remember when we were watching yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. Jojo Jojo leaned over to me and she was like, "It's like Sokovia all over again." No, you know what? My my lady said the same thing. She's like, "What's with them and just falling from the sky all the time?" <laughs> I was yeah. like, a little weird. I yeah, that was. That's the new sky beam, is what it is. Yeah. It's just, it's just giant things falling out of the sky. No, yeah, I, that was dumb. Let's just say that was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. Uh, I think it's just like, hey, we need something really big and bad to happen. Uh, something that'll put our CGI artists to work. What do you got? You can make something fall out of the sky again. I love it. Yeah, but something like Widow, you want to, you want to see that more. And I hate to keep comparing this to something like Winter Soldier, but. No, there I, was I, a lot of similarities and Winter Soldier just did it better. I mean, you had that you had the car chase mm -hmm. in Winter Soldier, but that car chase wasn't super long and a lot of it was done practically. And then they, when that that chase ended, then we got the real good action that was all practical and it looked mm -hmm. phenomenal mm -hmm. in this. When I think about the car chase, all I could think about was the 17 times that Widow and her sister should have been dead <laughs> because of how that like ping pong, the car around, the, the number of times it flipped. Like it just, it felt too CG laden to you, me. And it's... You, you are absolutely right. They crawled out of that car way too fast. Like as <laughs> yeah. soon as but it hit, they're no, like, all right, hey, let's go. She, she had a wound in her arm that was bleeding. <laughs> no, you're right though. I think if they, uh, and maybe this is something that, uh, I wouldn't say across the board, because you're right, Winter Soldier did it right, but um, this should have been a smaller movie as far as spectacle. Yeah. Because um, it really was about finding out 
more about her. Well, and I think they, they, they kind of classified it wrong, too. This should have been, because because of what Black Widow is and was, uh, this needed to be more politically, like a political thriller, much like mm-hmm. Winter Soldier was. Yeah. Um, instead, they just went full-bore action movie. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it worked. We, we all had a good time watching it. But I think if you wanted to have a bigger, like, almost kind of catharsis out of the movie, um, definitely make it more spy thriller driven. I would agree with that. Because that is what this character is and does. Yeah, and I think a lot of, not just the MCU, but a lot of movies um, get caught in that trap of making things bigger and more explosions and big things. In reality, like, great things can be small. The, the what is it, Mr. Plinkett on Red Letter Media, they point out um, the fights in the original trilogy of Star Wars versus the new fights. Mm-hmm. Where the original trilogy, there were small fights, but they were so much more impactful because mm-hmm. there was so much emotion mm-hmm. behind it, but they were small. And kind of like what, Mike, what you were saying, like, the best scenes were when, when there was small scenes, not these big explosions and everything, just small scenes where you see character development and emotion. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can focus on that in some movies. Uh, and one thing before I forget, I think Mike kind of touched on it too. The physics of them falling from the sky was <laughs> absolutely atrocious. Because um, I think Taskmaster, like, I think, so that she had, they, they had the parachute mm-hmm. where her and Florence were floating. And Taskmaster was literally horizontally coming towards them. And I was like, that, I know there's willing suspension of disbelief. That literally cannot, that Fast and the Furious wouldn't make that mistake. If you're parachuting, I think they did. And you're free falling, Taskmaster would have overshot them by a mile. <laughs> but Taskmaster was just floating over to a parachute. Yeah. I remember yeah. in that moment, yeah, I, I mean, was like, sure. this is stupid. Sure, you can slow your descent a little bit, but not as much as having a parachute. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, I remember yeah. in that moment, I was like, okay, these physics are ridiculous. Well, I thought when they landed on that piece of falling metal and like Taskmaster like stabbed into it, I was like, please do not let them fight on this fucking falling metal. And fortunately, they didn't really, but they kind of did for a moment. And I was like, this is so dumb. Uh, that whole action <laughs> sequence I, I thought was unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's and why the fight was only two seconds long. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was yeah. very anticlimactic. It's just, I'm going to punch the gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you have a, a a villain as we've harped on, who whose fucking superpower is being amazing at hand to hand combat, and the fight lasted three seconds. I mean, it's no it's no pheromone blocker. That's but, true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that, that's that's a little sci fi. Jesus <laughs> Christ! But it also like that twist that I like. I I don't know. It felt like there was places in this movie where they were trying to be like. <laughs> and then the audience is like, no, nah, no, nah, we saw that coming. <laughs> like like yeah. the daughter thing. I mean, you may not have known that throughout the movie that Taskmaster was going to be his daughter, mm-hmm. but before it was actually revealed. You knew that daughter survived. You knew you knew that, that that's what the case was going to be. There was some line of dialogue that wasn't, it didn't say that it was the daughter, and it was before they revealed that it was the daughter. But as soon as it was said, you were like, oh, it's the daughter. Yeah. And then a few, I know a few minutes later, then they take the helmet off and you're like, okay, knew that. But then the same with the pheromone thing. The moment she started insulting him and he, and he goes to hit her, you're like, well, okay, she's trying to get him to, she's trying to get him to break her nose so that she can attack him. And, and then they do that weird cut back to the plan to be like, you got to sever the nerve. And it's like, yeah, hello. We're, we're already aware of what's happening. You don't need to show us that. <laughs> I, I did uh, like when she she slammed her head on the desk, on the though. Desk. That was kind of that was that was a cool moment. Yeah. And then she put yeah. it back. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, really, the I guess you would say the ultimate fight in the movie for Widow was when she fights all the Widows. So that mm. was probably mm. 
because the Taskmaster fight was just lame. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, the only way to fight Taskmaster would be to not fight. But yeah, that doesn't make for compelling cinema. I, granted, I would re, like this would require rewriting a lot of the movie, but with a villain I, like that, that should have been a group fight. Oh yeah, like that should have been the family fighting the oh, Taskmaster. Yeah. Like that would have been because th- th- literally that's his power or her power is hand to hand combat and being able to mimic, showcasing, yeah. mm-hmm. have a big. Well, fight. and you could have, I guess, you could have done a one on one fight and and handled a little better because they establish uh, that. In this version of of the Taskmaster, the abilities are are from the helmet. Yeah. yeah, the visor. From the visor that's analyzing everything. So you could have had it to where Widow figured that out and somehow manages to damage the helmet, mm. and then it becomes more of a straight one on one fight that she can win. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do that either. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They kind of they buried themselves in that hole. But I, we already talked about it. But I just. I would love to see Taskmaster done differently. Differently, yeah. I think that would be... I, I think you're right. If there was one the, there shit was... in the salad, if you will, <laughs> it would be the Taskmaster. Um, uh, what yeah. I did like is the callback to Avengers um, and how they made Dracoff's daughter, like, because that was just like a throwaway line in Avengers uh, when Black Widow's interrogating Loki and she's telling him about her ledger. The ledger, yeah. And he brings up, well, what about Dracoff's daughter, the hospital fire, Sao Paulo, and, like, you can see, like, that physically rocks Natasha. And to bring that back uh, into the canon and make it bigger, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was subtle but yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah. So overall, I did like I said, I think we we're all on the same page that we enjoyed it, but there were some unforgivable flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even movie. though we just spent thirty minutes bitching about it, we did, it was <laughs> we did enjoy well, the movie. To, to to talk on that though, and I, I think people misunderstand sometimes. I will love movies and then enjoy picking them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that that also shows it's a good movie that we enjoyed it, but there are things about it. And because if we talked about how great everything was, it'd be boring. It'd be boring. No, you yeah. got You got well, it. It's, it's our job to find the shit in the salad. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're all we're all writers too, so it's like it's hard not to when yeah. you're when you're watching something to not be like, well, are they sh- what if they tried this? What if they did this? It's it's hard to take your mind out of that. Sometimes, yeah. So. That's it's. It's kind of annoying sometimes. Well, it's, it's that old joke. How many writers does it take to screw in a light bulb? A hundred. Yeah. One to do it and then 99 to say how they would do it different. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but no, I think uh, it wasn't one of the best ones in the MCU or the MCM now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think it's quite uh, the dark world. but It's definitely not the dark world. But I would say, like I said, the mid-tier. Yeah. I'd say it's no mid-tier. Iron Man 3. It's no Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, the GOAT. <laughs> I'll defend Iron Man three. No, but I'll I'll put it up there with like uh, Captain America. Uh, I would say the Captain first Marvel. the first Captain America. I would say with because yeah. I think with the Cap movies uh, they got better as they went on. Yeah. Um, I would say it was on par with the first Captain America. Yeah. Or Iron Man two. Yes, that was another thing that I thought was hilarious um, when uh, Yelena calls Red Guardian Crimson Dynamo. And that's a yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, so the character in Iron Man Two was a hybrid of Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to Google that, but it was yeah, Iron Man. Uh, that was good. Yeah, I I would argue I would argue that um, that Iron Man Two and Cap One are better than this, strictly for the fact that they had more memorable villains. I mean, yes, 
Whiplash was really wasted in the end, mm -hmm. but his performance throughout the movie I thought was strong. I thought Mickey Rourke was great in that, and they yeah. just wasted the character's potential at the end. I'd agree. And even and, and even Red Skull. I mean, Hugo Weaving, I, I thought he did a phenomenal job, and he's he was amazing, a memorable man. character. Whereas this, what, what years from now, all we're going to remember is that Ray Winstone can't do a Russian accent. <laughs> That's all we're going to remember. You're absolutely right. Um, I, I meant more like compared to those, like if they were have a top tier, mid tier, low tier. That it would make yeah, that yeah. mid-tier like those. But no, you're right. Um, I think, and you kind of touched on it, and we, we're kind of running in circles now, but I do feel like this is going to be one of those forgettable ones. It might. It might fall through the cracks. Yeah, because like when, right. when, you, when you talk, like if you're with friends, just talking, you kind of, you don't talk about, I would say, the Dark World. You don't really talk about Iron Man, three. Iron Man 2 or 3, really. Mm -hmm. um, there's certain movies you just kind of don't bring up in conversation. I would say, I would even say, even Captain Marvel doesn't really get being, it doesn't really it doesn't. get brought up in conversations anymore, and I feel like this one will be one of those ones that like you remember it, but you don't bring it up anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, which is kind of sad because I think Scarlett Johansson deserves better. Uh, the character deserved better, but um, it was still a good movie. Just yeah, it's just kind of gonna be forgettable. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be kind of just one of the obscure ones, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, I could be wrong. All right, Danny, anything else on Black Widow, Loki, anything? Uh, no, I think I got everything out that I wanted to say. Cool. Mike, anything else from you? No, yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. And then, um, so Jack of All Nerds, you're, you're still doing every Sunday night, or? Uh, it's not It's not every Sunday, no. Uh, we've we've kind of gone to sort of whenever it's convenient. We both got, got you. pretty busy <laughs> schedules. We're actually going to be recording our Loki discussion episode I remember, yeah. today, right after I, I wrap this. When so. will you be uh, releasing that one? Uh, that'll, that'll actually be released today. Th today. Right. So before, I don't know when your episode we're, comes We're going to probably release ours Wednesday to those. <laughs> the audience knows already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you haven't watched the Jack of All Nerds uh, or listened to the Jack of All Nerds review of Loki, please go look at that. We'll uh, include a link to the YouTube channel as well. And then um, anything else, Mike? Or No, uh, again, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you coming on. I miss you guys. I miss you. <laughs> One day we'll have you in 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 the in the, the studio. studio with us, <laughs> aka yeah. your spare bedroom, my spare bedroom slash office <laughs> slash man cave slash something. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, Mike. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Danny and Mike. <laughs> Let's try oh, that again. Take two. I think I meant one for Danny. I'm Mike. For Mike, I... you're Mike again. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. We're done. <laughs> This is the professionalism on our show, Mr. Maxwell. <laughs> Still getting the rough. Bye, you know, we're done. Cut. You know how hard it is to come up with a sign-off? Yeah. It's one of the most, the, one of the most difficult I, things to do. I think it's kind of been a gimmick. I think at least in two of our episodes, like the first t 10 seconds before our logo will be us trying to intro. Intro, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hi. Uh, oh, um, that's bad. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Anyway, maybe this will make it. Maybe it will not. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Even when we're wrong, we're still right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and cut the recording there. <laughs>